We have hope. Hope that things can get better. And they will. You called it Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, folks. Welcome back to The Bizzle's Daily Rebels. This is Rebels Season 2, Episode 17 or uh, 18. Um, I'm sorry, 16 or 17? 17 or 18? Shroud of Darkness. We got more Ahsoka, baby. But first, this amazing lightsaber battle. Oh, man. So ready for Ahsoka and Jedi stuff. You know, one of the things that Clone Wars does brilliant is not only does it just shoot right into the action at the very beginning after, like, the pithy quote in the Clone Wars title, but they actually show what what you think is often, like, previously on Clone Wars, but when it's a new arc, they actually are showing you brand new footage in order to take you into... Because they have so little time, let's say it's a you know a five act structure, but you only have time for three or four acts, you know, compressed in in, in this twenty two minutes or whatever. Uh, so they give you like you know what happened in the first act as uh, uh, like previously on, and, and then the camera and action continues exactly where the narrator stops. And this is one of the few Rebels episodes that kind of does something similar, although we're we're seeing it from moment one of uh, in this actual, you know, timeline. I'm making this way more complicated. The bottom line is there was so much they needed to get done in here, and they wanted the action right in the beginning, so they went right to it. Love the Inquisitors. We got Sarah Michelle Geller and the uh, as a seventh sister, and we got the other Inquisitor as well. They're great, as, I, as I've been saying, and they're they're going to uh, get what's coming to them at the end of the season. That's for sure. Although not by these guys, at least not directly. This is great because we, you know, we saw Kanan throw Ezra. They're already working great together. You know, like like Storm and Jean in X2. You know, it's like the X-Men with their powers together. And they can't beat, they can't beat them. You know, I mean, Ahsoka has chosen not to murder these guys and will continue to. This is a straight up stalemate, um, but they don't have time for this. And the Inquisitors, their whole being is to, is to do, the, you know, to kill Jedi, and they can't fail or, or retreat. These guys have a much bigger mission, and they can't risk a fifty fifty chance. Basically, and that's the thing about the Rebels. You know, they'll never take a fifty fifty chance. They'll take like a hundred to one odds, and they'll risk everything and throw a suicide mission at you, like in Rogue One, Return of the Jedi, etc. The at the end of Rebels. Uh, season three so many examples but they also know a lost battle um especially a lost battle where the stakes aren't super high and they're not gonna they're not gonna get sucked into it and so here they go they're off and this is great because this is teased from the beginning of the season you know the comparison I always make because it's it's the main comparison in terms of the the films, especially the original films, is you know as soon before the 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 shuttle with our heroes in Return of the Jedi even lands on Endor, even though they get the permission to go through, Luke consents Vader and vice versa, and Luke immediately goes, "It's a mistake for me to come." Vader knows we're here. Now it wouldn't have mattered because the trap was set not necessarily for Skywalker, but for the Rebels in general. But it certainly makes things complicated. 
you know, knowing, now that Vader knows that they're there, they can spring the full trap, including bringing Luke to the Emperor. But that whole, you know, and this continues in the comics with uh, Luke, um, you know, which takes place during the original trilogy um, of, you know, like, I want to help my friends, but I'm also a danger because Vader knows about me and consents me and is after me. And, you know, force, force, recognize force, like real, recognize real. And that's what's going on here is the Inquisitors keep finding them no matter where they go. And Kanan's so paranoid, but rightly so, that that they have to have this meeting with Ahsoka out away from the fleet that that's how close the the inquisitors keep getting and and how hot on the trail they are okay guys here it is matt lanter heidi matt lanter is a skywalker from the clone wars in a hologram you know this is meant to be from a long time ago but obviously they got matt lanter in the studio to record this which is fantastic anakin skywalker he was my master right god ahsoka's so regal Right, Kanan said he was greatest, one of the greatest warriors. Ahsoka says he was very powerful, really lost, but he was extremely kind, which we see towards her, but he's more kind towards her than Padme or Obi-Wan or anybody else. And that's why she ref- continues to refuse to see what's staring her in the face, which is that Anakin is Vader. And that's the journey that she goes on when the three of them go to the temple coming up. Right, everything changed. We're going to see with the Siege of Mandalore. Yeah. Yep. Here comes more lore for Ezra. Right, or worse. Worse meaning Vader, you know. Ezra's had to piece together the Clone Wars via Kanan, Rex, and Ahsoka, you know, because they don't love talking about it. They don't want to give them too much information, but they also don't know all the information. I mean, even Ahsoka doesn't obviously know all the information. Kanan says, (laughs) this is great. Yeah. And first watching, I knew where this was going. I was so pumped. They're like, Ahsoka's like, yeah, normally we turn to Obi-Wan or Yoda. And Kanan's like, well, you know, the thing about Yoda is we kind of saw him once at the temple on Lothal. It was great. Now, Hera says, they ask where they're going. Hera says sometimes better not to know. Normally, I would say she would know, but she's not telling anybody else. But I think in this case, Kanan was like, look, Hera, this isn't a trust thing. It's really unsafe for any of you to know where we're going. They could probably figure it out because it is Lothal. Look how happy uh, look how happy Ezra is to be home. It's not decimated yet, as we'll see in, in season four. And Ahsoka smiles at Ezra smiling. I mean, they just have such a great bond without having to actually... There's like no episodes or even extended scenes where they're quote-unquote bonding, but they have these shared experiences. You know, Kanan completely defers to Ahsoka at all points, uh, even while he's protecting the kid. Um, oh, there's Chop. Here's the temple. But, you know... Ahsoka is like Leia, but a Jedi that makes even much more of an impression on him. I'm no longer Jedi. This is so hard to explain or understand if you had just seen the Clone Wars and you didn't read the Ahsoka book. Uh, it's not that it's hard to understand, but just she says I'm not a Jedi, implying that she doesn't have the Force powers to do this. Now, if there were only two of them there, she would have to do it. She knows that these two can do it, and she doesn't want to have to use the Force if she doesn't um, 
she doesn't want to use the force if she doesn't have to, I suppose. But we see her. We've already seen her use force powers and crazy Jedi powers. I think because this is a Jedi temple as opposed to just a like light side virgins location that her, she's still full, full of guilt and doubt about swearing off the Jedi order. Even here, she looks sad even while being um, taken by the mystery. Now the two guys never spun it this far the first time. And so that's a new door. No problem. New door. <laughs> Gotta love Freddie Prince. Chop stay here. um so here they go into the second door and now i always forget in season four i've gotten to the part where they go back to the temple again i think and if there's a third door i don't remember but that was a really cool uh, twist so to speak that just kept you know rising out of the ground and you're going how many doors are there here so the first time through, Kanan and Ezra get separated, and Yoda talks to both of them, but not until not until Ezra has like a major hallucination slash kind of uh, dream journey where he has to face his fear. Now I, I actually tease this in the first season commentary: is that the first time they're here, Ezra's the one who has to face his fear. This time it's Kanan, so Ezra actually has to go through it, even though it's manifested differently, and this results in Kanan becoming a Jedi Knight. This is great. Just force music and meditation with these three. Oh, you gotta love it. Now the door opens first for Kanan. So in the first the first time Ezra it was most important for Ezra because he had to pass the test by Master Yoda and the Spirit of the Jedi to get the Kyber Crystal. That was his reward. Kanan's reward realizing that he can only do so much for the kid and he needs to stop fearing things although him facing his fear continues into through season three with the Bendu but this is the first step um and it just disappeared <laughs> as you know these temples can be tricky says ahsoka tricky tricks tricksy this is great i love it so yeah and then ahsoka and ezra have their journeys but let's be here right now i definitely did not recognize the voice of the grand inquisitor through the mask when i first saw this and the fact that he his spirit is here we have to assume that he he died and that's what makes the end of season one so weird is is he basically lets go of the ledge and does an obi reverse obi-wan where he's like i will become more powerful than you can imagine blah 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 but really he comes back manifested as his good guy self because he used to be a jedi knight as we find out here and so you know his his death actually results in 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 helping kanan big time but the the question is whether it's even the same spirit you know or whether this is a remnant of the spirit and that also begs the bigger question about whether it's really master master yoda here or whether there's just sort of an echo and a shadow of his presence that talks like yoda and looks like yoda or is yoda right now on dagobah actually communicating and you know what? For most of the two episodes, the, the previous Lothal Temple episode and this one, Chopper's, yeah, Chopper's taking off so that he doesn't get caught. Smarty Chopper. So almost all of this, I would say it was the former explanation. 
whether it's the Inquisitor or the Yoda, that it's just sort of an echo of them. And it is a part of them, but they're not actively communing. But the look and wave that Yoda gives to Ahsoka at the very end makes me think that Yoda is sensing and feeling something in Dagobah, like live, if you will, while this is happening. I still can't believe this is Sarah Michelle Geller. Doesn't sound like her at all. God, I... I've been following Sarah Michelle on, on Instagram. Now that I'm Instagram, she is so stunning still after all these years. It's amazing. She looks incredible. It's hilarious and adorable and super cool. Her and Freddie Prince, what a family. There goes the uh, ID7 droid. Great facial designs on these two. Their sanctuary will be there. All right, here we go. Ahsoka... Here it is. You knew Master Yoda. Ahsoka says yes. He taught almost all the younglings in the temple. Right. This is great. He's like, he's small and green. And in like two seconds, he sees a small green guy and he's like, Yoda? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure anyone did. This is great. He was wise, kind, says Ahsoka. But when I was young, meaning before the Clone Wars, he seemed happier. Or the beginning of the Clone Wars. They lasted like two or three years, I think is the notion. Yoda already seemed sad in episode one, The Phantom Menace, which was years before the Clone Wars and she joined the Order. Oh, there goes Ezra. As she was talking about her, thinking about her past. It's cool that Ahsoka's the one that actually doesn't leave the room. Okay, so this is the first world uh, between worlds. Or actually, I guess we see it the first time he's here and he listens to Yoda, but this with the glowing yeah little saucer there in the middle of space is very reminiscent spatially and design wise i think that's a 2d image that he's sitting on there of world between worlds and it's actually teased again with the loth wolves early on in season four which i forgot when they're transporting them from the northern hemisphere to the southern hemisphere in like a sort of mini wormhole the loth wolves are helping the good guys here's kanan fighting the temple guard now, they're wearing blue armor in the Clone Wars, what I've seen so far, but this certainly, you know, j- jibes with what you think a temple guard might look like, like a senior guard. Now he's got two, including a red one. This is important, very symbolic, you know. Um, now, the yellow lightsaber we see, actually, in the comic books with very strong warriors that work for Palpatine in the dark side, but aren't actually force users, but can wield lightsabers, often use that yellow one to distinguish it. And that sort of throws you off the path if you're thinking too hard about the lore that th- that those guys aren't Jedi or even Sith. They're just, you know, they're just dudes in a temple with lightsabers, really to throw you off the trail, obviously, of what's going on, in contrast with the various shades of lightsabers that fighting with here we go here we go this is it yep she's seeing the spirit looking looking just like the hologram i think this is all in her head but the virgins in the temple is working her you abandoned me you failed me do you know what i've become what have you become all right to vader with the red baby here comes no Oh, man. She sliced it with the white lightsaber. Nothing there. She must know it now. As I said in the very first episode of this season, I think she already knew it. But this is beyond doubt. And it's just confirmation when she slices him and uh, 
in, in Twilight. Here we go. Padawan. Right. That's Here comes more lore for, for Ezra. Thousands of Jedi. Uh, okay. And this is the other tease of, uh, of what's to come. The Clone, Clone Wars animation, Inside Rebels. Obviously, they're triangulating that into Siege of Mandalore. Clone Wars coming back, which is going to be amazing. But they're doing a lot of, you know, different sorts of animation within the normal Rebels animation, which we see a lot more of with the world between worlds and other stuff in, in the final season, season four. Here's Yoda admitting how wrong he was. Finally, we get the admission. And so, you know, there's constantly sequels and prequels and sequels to the prequels and prequels to the prequels. But if you watch this talk here of regretful Yoda and then him talking to ah young master skywalker in uh the last jedi there's sort of a direct line there whereas chronologically yoda with luke on dagobah happens after this he doesn't seem quite as hip or wise to what's going on and that would actually provide evidence against what i said before which is this isn't yoda this is like a wise an echo but a wiser more pure echo of yoda perhaps where, where, where he's seeing the spirit of yoda free from the body uh, seen clear here in this temple I, it's it's hard to know and I, I like that they did that yeah this is exactly as i mean and what's great is it's the grand inquisitor in both cases that you know uh f- forces a battle that's really a battle of the mind, even though it's manifested physically with Ezra in season one and here with Kanan, that's the grand inquisitor in two different forms is awesome. And in this temple, he's connected to this temple. I, I, it's interesting to think whether grand inquisitor is from Lothal or whatever. Here it is. Here he is. Boom. Looking just like the sun from Mortis. Not a coincidence, although I'm not sure what the connection is. So what's interesting is uh, Kanan is not a Jedi Knight until now, which means he's, not technically a Jedi. I don't think you're a Jedi till you're Jedi Knight. Although when you're a Padawan, you're a Jedi. So I don't know. Here we go. That was it. It was that was great. Ahsoka was mostly there to help the, those two have a journey, but she got the information she needed. They're still away, right? She's she's saying they're still away to get out, but she thinks that she can she can reason with Anakin. Obviously, we see that she can't. But Ahsoka being Ahsoka. She won't give up until Vader's literally trying to kill her. And even then, she has to sit to tell herself that Anakin is dead and Vader's something totally different. Right. We ch- choose to fight. Yoda, it, find Malachor. Uh, so, right. So, Ezra faced the initial test in season one here with Yoda, t- where he talks about being alive and... Uh, admits that he is angry and wants revenge but that's not what kanan wants and he's trying to be better and here he's kind of he's talking about fighting again but he's not nearly as mad he's way more self-aware and self-conscious and he's been through a lot more obviously and that's why yoda even though yoda isn't thrilled with the way ezra's talking about winning and fighting wars and so forth he still gives him the piece of information it's interesting that ezra gets it to go to malachor now unfortunately nothing goes right at malachor and so it's hard to it's hard to know what the intention of this Yoda, whether this is a separate Yoda or attached to the real Yoda that we just saw, uh, telling them to go to Malachor, um, is not totally clear because it results in just lots of badness. 
Now, maybe that was part of Canaan's journey was to become blinded and reach a new level of, of skill, which certainly happens. That would be quite a prophecy from Yoda. It's very specific. Maybe that he doesn't expect them to meet Maul. I, I don't know why Yoda would think they could or should harness the, the, the holocron. It does make Ezra more powerful, but almost corrupts him, and then they have to get rid of all the holocrons. Um, And one must wonder, based on the Inquisitor spirit being here, based on Yoda maybe giving them bad information, based on the visions of Anakin, but up oh, here's the wave in the look from Yoda that makes me think this is definitely... I wonder if Yoda has a sense that his spirit is here in different places, but when Ahsoka shows up, because of their connection and how powerful she is, he actually projects himself there the way... You know, we see Luke project himself and Yoda project himself and, and Obi-Wan as force ghosts and so forth project themselves. No, he's not a force ghost. Maybe he is doing what Luke does on, on a smaller scale in terms of the astral projection that we see at Land of Last Jedi. Spoiler alert. There they go. Boom. I saw Master Yoda. What? <laughs> what do you say? Yeah, if I'm Alcor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, this is from the extended literature. This is one of the huge pieces of lore from the old extended universe or expanded universe of Star Wars, the ancient Jedi Temple 3,000 years ago, the Knights of the Old Republic stuff that everybody wants to come back. I'm not sure if it's going to, but they're certainly working in a good amount of lore uh, from Knights of the Old Republic period, which comic books and video games. Here's Vader, baby. Yes, teasing the final confrontation. Lord Vader. So, from now to the end of the season, Ezra and Kanan just train harder and harder and harder, and Ahsoka makes preparations for Malachor, and Hera, in particular, just gets more and more worried as it goes along, because she knows that they're going to fight. They have to have the big battle against the Inquisitors, and maybe Vader, but of course, you know... It's hard to see an, an end where they all come back alive and in one piece, and they don't. I mean, Ahsoka seems dead until the very end of the series. Kanan's blinded, is almost killed. Ezra is almost turned to the dark side, and a lot of things go to shit. So, I don't know. We'll have to analyze if there's any sort of extended prophecy that Yoda made regarding Malachor, because it's just a super weapon with a Sith holocron and Darth Maul and Vader waiting there. It's just a whole lot of bad, so... Whatever. Nothing else that sets up the final battle. And maybe that's the idea, is that Ahsoka has to briefly take Vader out of the picture. And when you line up the continuity with Rogue One, um, and the fact that we don't see Vader fight a lot in, in the movies until the end of Rogue One when he's using force powers um, against helpless rebels. And then Empire Strikes Back, we see, you know, great swordplay, but that's, that's many years after this. So I think it's in continuity that it takes Vader a little while to recover from the battle with Ahsoka. He certainly gets taken out of the picture from the Rebels TV series, um, and so she had to damage him bad enough um, to make that whole thing worthwhile. So uh, this was great. The last episode, obviously, Honorable Ones, I hope you've listened to I loved, with Zeb and, and, and turning Catalyst by accident. Um, actually, in terms of my recording, I skipped the uh, Hera Homecoming episode from two ago, so I'm going to go back and record that and then re- release all three of these. Um, then coming up next, 
we have the forgotten droid which is another season two episode that just grows on me more and more and more um with uh with with the inventory droid and then they accidentally discover the base mystery of chopper base and that's when all the preparations are getting made uh and then of course they go to malachor for the big fight against the big guys vader maul and the inquisitors so thank you for joining me on this voyage i can't believe i'm almost through season two i'm hoping to get simi Klimo on to do twilight the apprentice because it's his girl ahsoka and he loves darth maul but we're also doing a lot of clone wars we have to do the solo commentary so it may or may not happen definitely check out my clone wars commentaries with mr Klimo, senior star wars contributor um but you guys have been awesome i have been the bizzle thank you so much for joining me i'll be coming back at you soon but for now the bizzle cast is out out.